Hey guys, welcome to the Free Hustle Podcast. I'm Radek. I'm here with Jason today. What's up, Jason? This is episode five. Five is it? I don't even know. Yeah, yeah, it's five. It's five. It's been a while since we recorded. We were just talking before. We were trying to see what did we even what did we even talk about last time. What happened last time we recorded? So uh, it's been a lot we we missed. But we better kind of just recap it all instead of uh, instead of just recording an episode after every big event. Mm-hmm. And then if you do that, then you get all emotional and you say things you don't really mean. <laughs> Mend everything after the sports game, though. We did. So I don't know if you where you want to start. We can start from we can start from the past and then continue on or we can talk about what's happened more recently let's start with the united game yeah let's start with that we beat them Mm 2-0 what did you think of the performance overall pretty rock solid defensively um i'm so happy with leno he's he came for 22 million and he's made such a difference he's again he's really good at one-on-ones um I thought Obama Yang was going to miss that penalty again, but kudos to him for taking the pen and scoring. De Gea had like a bit of a howler that day, but all in all, we deserve to win. What about you? Yeah, no, I thought I thought it was pretty clear we were the best team mm-hmm. over ninety minutes. Uh, there's a there's a lot there was a lot to look at player performances. Uh, for one, our starting lineup something we should have been doing a lot a lot of. Uh, Something she have done for more than five matches this season, which is playing Aaron Ramsey, Mesut Ozil, Aubameyang, and Lacazette <clears> all together. I'm not too sure we've done that too many times this season, but uh, every time we've done it, we've won. Yeah, uh, that's true. And Aaron Ramsey, he played a much, much different game from what he usually plays. Uh, he's more more defensive, wasn't really creating or, or finishing. Or I should say he wasn't really wasn't really focusing on finishing. Although he created some chances, but he had uh, eight tackles that he uh, won out of nine that he uh, tried to take on. So uh, it's really nice that the midfield is kind of uh, protecting the center backs a little more, uh, which gets into our, our center back pairing. Uh, we know what our most, uh, we only have one good center back pairing right now, and that's Socrates and Kashoni. So we actually uh, played three at the back that day, though. Who do who? What was the one? That was <clears throat> with Monreal too, Nacho, right? Yeah, yeah. Monreal so on the left, I think, Koscielny in the center, and uh, Socrates on the right. From a from a mental standpoint, that's your best. That that's that's fine. Uh, but we, you would you would just hope your midfield can can do a lot in terms of protecting them. Mm-hmm. But we really have to do give credit for, to Koscielny for coming back from that. A horrible injury he suffered uh, last May. Mm-hmm. A lot of us are wondering if, if he was ever going to play for Arsenal again. Uh, he's 33 now. He was 32 when he had the injury. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he missed the World Cup. And for him now to to not only be back for Arsenal, but uh, be a key figure in this in this Champions League push, is um, it's uh, almost surreal. It's not something you can really... <laughs> If I asked you to do that six months ago, you, you certainly wouldn't put money on that, betting that he would be back and playing so well. Uh, he's been rock solid. Yeah, he's been rock solid. Uh, 
he actually suffered like a gash and like he got like uh, the doctor to <laughs> yeah he got the doctor to staple it and he just came back on he's really been he's really been, he's sacrificed so much uh, for the club uh, he, his whole time here he has to get like uh, like physiotherapy for his uh, Achilles after every game that's yeah. crazy that's a lot of dedication on his part he just really hope you know you just got to keep rewarding his efforts because now we're in fourth because of that match mm-hmm. um and there was a lot surrounding uh Arsenal matches United match there was a lot of uh you know, so it's it's a big game. Both clubs pushing for Champions League. Uh, Manchester United were just coming off of uh, their Champions League triumph over over PSG, a uh, historic comeback. Um, yeah, Jesse Lingard is obviously there's a lot. lot he going just, on he he'll always make it and make it back in time for a game at the end. It's... Right, and so there's a lot of. You know, the Emirates is a dance, uh, uh, dance floor, whatever. There's a lot going on. So to beat them two nil, uh, mm-hmm. to clearly be the better team, and, and yeah, they created chances. Burn Leno had to make some saves, but but the point is that they ne- they didn't finish whatever they created. They didn't they didn't finish it. Lukaku missed some some one on ones. Rashford had a chance. Um, so that's that's what football is. Uh, when you don't when you don't convert, you don't get to win. And and we converted. Uh, granted, Shaka's goal was really nice. I'm sure you've seen the replay a lot of times, different angles. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a crazy swerve on that. I'm I'm not too. I I guess he planned it out like that. He he had to have. But um, De Gea was just was just stunned. He didn't know which which way to go. I think so. I'm a little like mixed opinionated on this. Uh, like obviously Shaka is really good at striking the ball. And we've seen him do this before. But I still think, like, a keeper of De Gea's stature, like, he moved too early for that. Oh, yeah. Like, agreed. Okay. Like, the swerve was very unpredictable. And there was probably, right. like, some wind that, like, played, like, a part in it. But, like, I think for the most part, I think De Gea, like, moved too early for that. It was possibly right. savable, but, like, full credit to Granit Xhaka for taking the shot. And... To his credit, he found himself in a lot of space. United left the space over there. So it's not like right. they shouldn't have expected that. He had to take that shot from that. Especially exactly. early on, you, you kind of want to get something on target early on there to, to build some more confidence. Uh, but uh, just a uh, quick question about the, about the second goal. Mm-hmm. Um, was it a penalty or not? What do you, what do you think? Fred's tackle on like that. I think Lacazette made a little meal of it, but it, it, it is a penalty. If that if that happens to any other team, I think like you get the penalty. So why like when it's Lacazette, it should not be a penalty. I'll tell you what, Lacazette gets tackled in the box a lot, and mm-hmm. he doesn't make and he doesn't make a big deal about it. Exactly, and a lot of time he gets it's get it gets waved on, play on whatever. Uh, so for me, just because just because he's not flailing around and and and, and diving or whatever, that doesn't doesn't make him not a foul. Uh, for me, there was contact, so there was enough contact, was. and Fred like clearly nudges him on his back. Yeah, that's yeah, enough. He, he, he touched him. That's enough to make a difference. Like again, like sure, Lacazette made a little meal of it, but like I'm sure if Rashford does that in our box, like we would like sure. be complaining some so much about it. Sure. So, I, I, um, 
looking forward, that was our 30th match. Now we have eight more. Yeah, and I just just had a couple just a couple comments and thoughts overall about this mm-hmm. about this Champions uh, Champions League race. Our next two matches is is kind of delayed. I can't can't really say what's the definitive date for the Wolves match because of scheduling has been postponed because of uh, our exploits in Europe. And I think Wolves are some FA Cup, huh? I think so. Yeah, I think they I think they knocked Liverpool out. That's right. That's right. Was that the day the, the wind was blowing so <laughs> too fast? Maybe I think. Um, so. No, I just think Liverpool just didn't yeah, sacrifice a lot of their first team players. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm honestly, I'm honestly speaking of like Liverpool. I'm honestly surprised they're like taking this Champions League push as seriously as they are. I thought they'd definitely um, sacrifice it for the league. Especially since they're one point down now. Yeah, they had a what was a seven point lead mm-hmm. at New Year's, was it in December or something like that? Yeah, December. halfway through December they had like a. I think at Christmas time they had like a seven point lead, and I think every team in the past ten years who's had a lead at Christmas time has won the league except for Arsenal, except for Liverpool, as well, <laughs> and Liverpool, yeah, because they led it in uh, what was that 13, 14? 13, 14 as well, yeah. So um, yeah, they're one point behind with eight matches left. We've we've been through their run in so many times. I mean, we can look at it. We can look at it again just real quickly. Um, well, I'm on, I'm on Arsenal's. I'm on Arsenal's schedule. Uh, if you pull up Liverpool's schedule, let's see. They have their next. They have Fulham away. That should be a win. Fulham's already relegated. Um, they all they have to play for is pride. Uh, then they have a, they have Tottenham home, Southampton away, Chelsea, uh, home. So those are all three challenging, challenging fixtures. Me, uh, Southampton like way better. Oh my uh, God, James Ward-Prowse. <laughs> oh my God. They call, him, they call him English Ronaldo. I hear. Bring him to Arsenal, man. Oh, I don't know about <laughs> that technique. <laughs> I think we'll be all right. But uh. But yeah, I, I know you. Did he score? Uh, he scored against Tottenham. He scored against Liverpool. I mean, uh, Man- Manchester United. Manchester. Yeah. I was, I was watching those live. Both of those games live. I, I didn't plan it out, but I was just at home while the games were on, and I got to watch a James Ward-Prowse uh, masterclass. Um, Twice. So those free kicks were so good. Yeah, they are unsavable, really. So good. It's just the perfect amount of bend right over the wall. Uh, but look, I I, ha- I was thinking about something. I've been, I've been, this has been on my mind for mm-hmm. the past week. Okay. Uh, looking at the table, and and I'm just the statements I'm making. I'm just going off of what I've what I've been told uh, by writers, what I've been told by fans and pundits on TV or whatever. Uh, Tottenham are are in the midst of a, of a revolution, uh, so to speak. Tottenham are, uh, they have never been this good before. They're making history. Uh, this is one of their brighter clubs. Uh, this is one of their brighter points in club history. Um, they've, they've had the same manager for about, what, uh, was it three or four years now? Yeah. So squad has never been better. Tactics never been better. They're only one point above us, and, and we're in a transition year. 
uh, with some Emory players, with some Arsene Wagner players, some players that are going to be sold, and some players that have already agreed to leave in the summer, some players that are upset with the manager. With practically no defense. With Mustafa. With, with, again, one and a half or two good center backs. Uh, with injury issues, Hector Barron uh, being out for the season, Rob Holding being out for the season, Lucas Torreira playing blink games and then and then having to sit games because of his fitness issues. Mesut Ozil fighting to play again more regular football. We're only one point behind them, um, so I'm not. I, I'm just what I'm pointing out is it's interesting uh, when you look at the narratives and then you look at the facts because the facts are Tottenham they haven't won a Premier League match in over in close to close to a month I want to say they haven't they haven't won what is that true since. they have not won a Premier League match since let's see Leicester City at home they won that 3-1 that was March uh, that was February 10th wow yeah they haven't won in over a month it's already it's already, it's already March 14th who did they play um, this weekend who did they draw this weekend? Um, for the uh, who's the next uh, Premier League uh, fixture? No, 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 no. Who did they play against like the past weekend? Oh, they uh, so they just came off of of, of dusting off Dortmund, and they had uh, after they, and then and then they lost to Southampton. Southampton, yeah. Wasn't one goal offside? Kane's goal. I don't know. I don't know. They can, they can take it. I didn't. I, I didn't watch that game. I only saw the highlights. Um, I know they gave up. They allowed two goals in about six minutes, and that was that. So I'm not saying they're a horrible team. I'm not saying their players are terrible. Their manager's terrible. What I am saying though is, the Champions League race is on, and. And, and and no team can afford to be complacent or rest on what they've done in the past. We have eight matches left. And for me, Tottenham, they haven't looked better than us this year. When they've come up against us home and away, they 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 didn't play better than us in any of those matches. So I'm a bit I'm a bit honestly I'm a bit more worried about Manchester United uh than, than Tottenham. So do you think Tottenham gets knocked out in the next Champions League round? In the quarters, um, it 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 depends who they draw. Um, I I would like I would like them I like them over over IX and Poro. and other than that, then then the rest you just got very very good competitive matches. Um, I wouldn't fancy them against Barcelona. They already lost um, to them though in the group stage. Right, and then they and then they drew them against Barcelona B in mm-hmm. that in that second uh, in the reverse fixture. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think uh, against any of the English teams. Um, I would favor. I would I would I would favor all of them, but Manchester United. If, if Tottenham were drawn against Manchester United, I would probably pick Tottenham. No, I think um, Tottenham goes to Old Trafford on a Tuesday or Wednesday night and crumbles. You don't think they're you don't think they're built for it? No. I don't think they go to uh Old Trafford on a European night and uh, win. That's that's man. tough, man. That's scary. That's scary it's scary for them. Well and the thing is the thing is Manchester United they, they have this the strong belief because they've they've done it. 
and they just did it about a week and a half ago against against PSG. Um, what I was going to say though is for for all the teams involved in Europe, and this call extends to Chelsea and Arsenal mm-hmm. uh, since we since we qualified today, and another one in a wonderful match um, in Chelsea. Chelsea were just scoring for fun. I think Drew had a brace. I think he scored. No, two. he had a hat trick. Uh, he had a hat trick. Yeah. Oh boy. All of us should have had four goals. They say he's a striker that doesn't score, but he scored three. <laughs> uh, Callum Hudson Odoi had a. He had a. He scored and he had an assist. So. Um, for all the teams at, at the top six, we're all involved in Europe right now. And Chelsea, they're behind us with the game in hand. Uh, so they can actually they can actually go ahead of United if they win. Uh, they have Everton next. They, they would go to 60 points. They'd be level with us, you know. Are we high on goal difference right now? Um, on goal difference, we're about uh, five goals over a match. Five. In, five, in five over Chelsea. Chelsea, yeah, yeah. So, it's interesting. We're only one behind uh, Tottenham on goal difference and in points. Uh, but don't they go over? Don't they go by goal scored first or no for the first tiebreaker? Uh, I I'm not sure. I think if the goal difference is the same, it goes to head to head. I'm not sure though. Okay, I'm not sure. Okay. So, and and you know, just get back to. Uh, the United game, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of, and a lot of, a couple of people asked, uh, when are you guys going to record? And, you know, my thing is I was looking at some of the comments after we beat United and I saw a couple of guys say, Oh, uh, champions league is in our hands now. You know, yes, that's true. Obviously we are, uh, our destiny is in our hands. Uh, however the saying goes, you have eight matches left. Um, we really only have ourselves to hold ourselves accountable, but um, you know I'm not that confident to make a statement like that when the margins are so thin right now. If Chelsea wins, they'd be level with us, right? And they'd be ahead of United by two points. So you kind of get what I'm saying. We're and we're one 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 point behind third. So even though it's, it's nice that we're stringing these results together, there's still uh, we still have to finish strong. There's still a lot of work to do. That's true. And and so after big matches, a lot of people say. Uh, get very very emotional and, and say say things that <laughs> they, may, they may not mean in the moment or don't really really make sense in the moment mm-hmm. but yeah they can discuss the champions league a little bit um what are you kind of thinking about the draw what are some matchups you want to see i want to see i want to see obviously two of the english teams against each other uh-huh. Um I'd like to see Ajax versus Porto just because I'd like to see like one of them go forward. Right. That would right. That would be nice, huh? That would be like a little different. Um it's already nice that they're this far in the in the quarterfinals. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, have you seen the breakdown? How many how many teams from different nations are, are representing in, in Europe? Oh no, I haven't. Uh I I have, but I, I don't have it up, and I'm, I'm probably not going to look it up. But <laughs> it's something like I, I know. I know there's no German teams. Or did Frankfurt Frankfurt qualified? There's no German team. German teams in Champions League. Frankfurt beat uh, uh, Inter. Inter, you know? Inter. Yeah. Yes. 
Oh, my boy, Inter just embarrassed themselves in, in Europe. Spalletti's out, man. He's, he's going to be gone soon. Yeah. Maybe Mourinho comes back. It's the derby this weekend. Milan derby. France. France are all. Oh, I see, I see, I see. So, there's uh, perhaps a couple questions we can get to. Um, let's see. Um, let me pull it up. Um, got a lot of interesting questions on, on on some stuff that we're not really like experts on. Mm-hmm. I can I can already give you my opinion. Uh, for example, one question from uh, at five white boy ten: Would a Liga MX, that's Mexicans' uh, first division, Mexico's first division, and MLS merger make sense for both leagues and for the growth of the sport in North America? Um, I don't. I don't really. I don't really think. I think the sport is growing just fine in North America, or in let's say United States for one. It's the let's third. It's there. the third highest uh, growth growing yeah. sport. Yeah, sport is growing fine. Uh, for for uh, NBC, because of new TV deals, networking, it's it's easy. It's easy to kind of stay up to date with Premier League football. Uh, I remember there was a time even growing up. Like you couldn't watch, you couldn't watch like Burnley versus Leicester City. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like when, when I probably when I was around like even around like 2010 when uh, started getting more into soccer after watching the 2010 World Cup, you couldn't like find matches like that on TV. And now it's now it's easier. I say that to say that um, Liga MX and MLS MLS doesn't have promotion uh, or relegation. Um, and Liga MX, I read that they suspended promotion and relegation. Mm-hmm. And right now, I just see two leagues in, in different places, different rules and kind of different sporting cultures. And we kind of figure that in. Wouldn't it just make sense for both leagues to remain separate? I mean, I don't think it makes sense because of, like, logistic issues. I think it would be really hard for players to travel from Mexico to the United United States and vice versa, and then and then you'd have to figure in MLS. We're talking uh, Canadian teams too, obviously. Exactly. You have what Vancouver and Toronto. Toronto. Yeah, and you have Montreal, right? Yeah, Montreal. And again, I, I don't I don't follow MLS. Sometimes if if it's on TV, I'll watch it, but I don't follow it week to week. Uh, I have two teams really close to me though: Galaxy and Carson, and. Uh, LAFC. I'm not too sure where they play, but that's not too far from me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't. I, the sport is fine in Mexico, obviously. <laughs> uh, Canada. I don't. I'm. I don't know though. I'm not too sure if they prior, prioritize it. I know they have some decent youth players moving abroad. So Alfonso Davies. Um, to answer that question, I guess I would say officially, uh, I don't think so. I don't think uh, mergers make sense or is necessary. True. Uh, this is an interesting question, though, from uh, RMCF Tommy. What is a club you would actually like a lot if it weren't for supporters? Liverpool. <laughs> it's like, like you're reading my mind. I was gonna say, I was gonna say it's same thing. Liverpool. I mean, I mean, you have to say they're truly a historic, historic. Gigantic club, right? So many uh, famous European knights, 
so many famous achievements. Um, I know Sky Sports invented football, but so many famous achievements in mm-hmm. in, in, in I, the first division, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever you call it, before 1993. Um, but I guess just to be different, um, I guess I hope I hope no one remembers this, but uh, for for the supporters, I guess I'd say Manchester United. They've done a lot too. Huh? Mm-hmm. I mean, but truly, those two have it'd be, it'd be the I of those two, yeah. Just the most annoying fans. <laughs> it was nice. It was nice to beat them. Oh man! Because they were quiet for once. It used to be nice to beat Liverpool, man. I want to go back to the days when they had Ricky Lambert as striker. Remember they were finished like they finished eighth some years <laughs> or seventh. Now they have oh, Salah man. and they have Firmino and Mane. How good is Mane, man? And Van Dijk, yeah. He's put put Bayern Munich away on his own. That's that's a crazy performance. That's that's what you have to do on nights like that. You know, this this is it's the biggest stage in the world until the World Cup. Um, let's see. Oh, I, you know, I was totally looking at something else and that wasn't related at all. Let's see. <laughs> um. I, yeah, we can talk about this since we were talking about uh, Aaron Ramsey's performance in United against United from uh, at uh, Three Stack Jack. Uh, Ramsey has been super important for Arsenal in the last few games, winning Man of the Match awards in the last three. So when he leaves in the summer, how does Arsenal replace such a huge presence on the pitch? What do you think? I think I think right now he's the longest serving player at the club. So it's really hard to replace somebody of his uh, stature at the club. I think he's uh-huh. like the way he plays is like he drives the team forward a lot. He's a leader on the pitch. Um, uh-huh. It's gonna be really hard to replace him in one season alone. Mm-hmm. It would it would I think on like more than trying to replace Ramsey as the player he is. It's more than it's like more like replacing Ramsey's presence, um, right? And I and I think with and I was thinking while you were saying that I was thinking that kind of ties into when we come into the big games, it, it it's like mentally comforting to see Aaron Ramsey's name on the team sheet. He's put in the, like he's put in such great performances against. Uh, all the all, all the top teams he's faced this uh, uh-huh. this season, and, and especially because you know, for one, obviously he has the talent to score against him and play well against him. Mm-hmm. But you know, just mentally, he knows what it means to play against exactly to know what to play against United. I mean, he turned down Manchester United to, to come to sign for us, yeah, from, from, from Cardiff. Yeah. Um. So I think it's a good question, and I think your answer was good. Obviously, it's not going to be replaced. Uh, in a year, just a mental presence. Uh, will the production be replaced? Um, maybe we can get somebody of more like Superfluous production to show up. But like, again, it only matters if like if it if that production happens in the big games like Ramsey does for us. Uh huh. I think you you would just have to hope Lucas Torreira and, and Gondosi they're gonna improve next summer. Mm-hmm. Ideally, you'd like to sign a midfielder that brings something more different from Terrera and Gundozi because when I look at them, I wouldn't really consider them creators. So you kind of look at someone that can, that's good at dribbling, 
good against the press, um, and, and and offer something different from Grant Shaka as well. Because Grant Shaka, to give him good credit, he's been very good. Oh yeah, over he's the past few weeks. Oh yeah, but we know he's going to be good. We know what he offers. He's, he helps us a lot distributing. He helps us a lot in the build up. Uh, he's a good creator as well, but that's more from deep. Mm-hmm. So you would like someone uh, basically to kind of be more like a, an, an attacker from deep, which is what Aaron Ramsey does. He, he kind of makes those late runs into a box. So um, we kind of been through the names a lot. So not too sure I, if Arsenal pays me to, to scout, I would give a long list of names. But for now, I'll, I'll trust them um, in this period. But it'll be interesting to see how we how – we, um, how we replace him? Yeah, um, I don't know if you if you've seen this. Uh, yeah, uh, some nice questions actually. Um, I don't even know where to start. Um, let's see here from at. Uh, let's do this from at one two seven one eight eight one six five. All right. If Chelsea's transfer ban is confirmed, how would the club go about in terms of the team? Do you give younger players more chances or stick with what you got? So um, it's it's interesting. There's a because Manchester City are kind of involved in this as well. They're saying they might be banned for two transfer windows. Mm-hmm. Um, Atletico Madrid they have their ban. Barcelona did, uh, as as we mentioned, because I think we had, I think we had a similar question last time. Uh, when Barcelona had their transfer ban, they were, as they appealed the ban to different different sporting courts, they were allowed to buy players, right? Yeah. I think that may have been the summer when they bought Rakitic and Stegen. Yeah. So um, if, if something similar like that happens, I think Chelsea, I think what will happen, Chelsea will sell Hazard to Real Madrid. Um, he hasn't made his feelings unclear. Uh, or vague, it's pretty clear that Hazard is, is entering his really is one of his last opportunities to move uh, to Real Madrid, which is where he wants to go, and, he, and he's never, he's never, uh, he's never shied shied away from that. He wants to play, wants to play there. Something Zidane is back. Yeah, exactly. But something even more interesting to note is apparently Real Madrid can spend up to six hundred million euros this summer without breaking FFP rules. Oh boy! So I definitely think that they're gonna come in with uh, a bit for hazard, and as you said, like the whole Zidane factor is gonna play in because he's he's like said it so many times that like he'd love to play for Madrid, especially with Zidane. It it'd be a hundred million because his contract is expiring pretty soon now. I think his yeah. contract in two years it expires. Like I think he's, he has he'll be able to leave on a free next January. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. And he'd, he'd get paid even more from that, which is why you see you see a lot of players running down their contracts mm-hmm. and then just negotiating with teams because they can get paid a lot more on salary because that team is, doesn't have to invest, say, a transfer a transfer fee. They would just have to pay a agent's fee, uh, a signing bonus, which is ridiculous. And for the player, and when I say ridiculous, I mean pretty good for them. Some of these signing on fees are getting uh, so. I think for them, Chelsea would have to do something similar. I think, I think for me, they'd have to bring certain players back. Um, I like Mason Mount. I think Mason Mount's a good midfielder. 
Um, other than that, I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure how many players on the on the loan army uh, are 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 um, ready to play first team football for uh, for Ch- for Chelsea. Uh, they'll get Pulisic. Um, so and they would still need they would need a left back. They would need a right back. Um, Sent them back. They would need a center back. They probably need another striker. Uh, so do they keep it going? Yeah, you can keep them, but I wouldn't. You don't. You don't. Uh, you don't rely on them. I mean, looking at some of these, looking at some of these names they have on loan. Uh, I don't recognize any of these goalkeepers that they have on loan. Um, but uh, let's see. Remember Thomas Callis? Always for that uh, goal against Liverpool. <laughs> Legend. Looking at this, they have some, I think some talented players like uh, Duhon Sterling might be from there. Jay De Silva might be from their academy. Um, Kurt Zuma maybe. I don't. Uh, can't How did Kurt Zuma get called up to the French team? I. They take. They have Bakayoko too on on loan. He's not coming back. No, I think Milan buys him this summer. They have Hazard. They have Killian Hazard uh, and Hazard's brother. Yeah. Who I'm told is uh, not good. <clears throat> Didn't they also they have Morgan Hazard for some time? Um, they they might have. They might, and and he's actually really good. Yeah, he's become he's developed into a really good player. I think he plays on the right wing. I'm not sure. Yeah, he he might he might move to. They're saying he probably he'll probably move to. Um, Dortmund. Oh, well. So uh, to answer that question, I think I think you will kind of look, and you have Callum Hudson Adoy. It's, it's a perfect chance to look at him and trust him, and, and say you know, um, and, and to give him first team minutes. Kind of, kind of hope that this gets him to take his transfer request off the off the table. His um, he's been his output's been really good in uh, Europe. I think he uh-huh. scored like every time he's played or something like that. Something close to that. At least scored and assisted. I I, yeah. I think that. Yeah, he scored. He scored and assisted today. Yeah, that's. It's just what can you what can you say? He's he's a good footballer. That's why that's why Bayern Munich are in, are still interested. Um, I hope like Chelsea can keep him and uh, use him to replace Hazard. I think that's the thing that makes most sense because I don't think Pulisic is like. Uh, nearly good enough to replace Hazard. Be an, I think he be is. A... I trust Sorry to get the tactics right, but kind of, we kind of, we talked about that last time too. We said it's it's a bit unfair on on Pulisic if he's coming in to replace Hazard. That's true. Um, this second question, uh, right above it, out of the six English teams left in the European competition. Which is more likely to bring the trophy home, and why? So, out of the six teams, who do you think is likely to to win it? Manchester City. I think from that angle, Manchester City. I'll, I'll ask you this: Let's say Liverpool win the league. Manchester City win Champions League. That's still that's still a very good season for for Manchester City, right? It's a great season for Manchester City. It's a terrible season for football. 
It's a terrible season for both teams, say? No, it's a terrible season for football. If Liverpool oh, wins oh, the sir, oh, yes. Oh, that's like a nightmare scenario. But, but you know, Manchester City, they've already won the league uh, in historic fashion. Yeah. Um, they won it with 100 points. They had won the league more or less. By the, by the time Raheem Sterling had scored that winner against Southampton, that was pretty much it. So the league, was, the league was already settled. Say that again? What do you say? I said by the time when Raheem Sterling scored that winner against Southampton. Oh, yeah. Uh, last, the, the, league, the league was already pretty much settled. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> but, you know, that's, that's the one thing. When I look at Manchester City, PSG, it's kind of like, okay, you can win the league, but you, you have to win Champions League now. Um, I'm not comparing the situation like for like, but um, anyway, to, to answer the question, um, um, the likeliest to win, I'll say Liverpool. I don't hope they win, and, and I'll keep predicting they'll lose. I've all six likeliest probably just just because of their front three, uh, Salah, Firmino, and and, and Mane, and then you got and then you have Virgil Van Dyke. Mm-hmm. I think they have. They have. They should have the squad to win uh, European competition. They were there last year, and, and they lost because they didn't have a very good keeper. So and they already took care of that. So I'm inclined to agree with you, but I still think City. Uh, it, they just have a lot of squad depth, and I think that like helps them in both the league and the Champions League. I think Liverpool's uh-huh. going to have to like keep balancing between the Champions League and the league itself. Like, Henderson got injured in, like, 15 minutes of coming on. Uh-huh. Certainly, certainly, like, uh, <clears throat> like their midfield, their midfield, if they have one injury, suddenly they're kind of, uh, they're kind of done for. Um, Liverpool. So, Ma- Manchester, Manchester City are, are, they've been there, they kind of have, you know, I hate to talk intangibles, but, they just have the swagger of the champions. They know they've been there before. They know they can do it. It's, it's their trophy still. So mm-hmm. that's still that's still my pick to win uh, Premier League. Yeah, mine too. Um, let's see. Some of these questions. Hold on, let me try to read one. Let me see. Um, let's see. Let's try to combine two two of these. Let's see real quick. I'll just ask two questions real quick, and then we can kind of discuss them both at length. Um, this is from at Tony Gonzalez thirty. Yeah, there's four English teams, and I thought it was a good question. There's four English teams in the final eight of of the Champions League. So is EPO that good, or the other team, other leagues that top heavy? Um. Well, I think certainly like EPL has improved in, to, uh, in terms of quality overall. Like uh-huh. uh, Liverpool and City like are comfortably in like the top like six teams in the world, I think. Uh-huh. And uh, they've proved that in the UCL. I mean, certainly it's a surprise that Spurs and United made it through. Uh-huh. But yeah, I think it's a it's a case of EPL improving overall and also a fall off of certain leagues, right? Like uh, 
the German league, like Bayern Munich in 13, like 2013, I think they comfortably beat this Liverpool side. Uh-huh. But it's just like, it's just like aging squads, um, players who don't perform well in Europe, like uh, Buffon, like Lewandowski. Uh, it's it's just down to like it's it's down to lower quality in other leagues at the moment. Aha. Uh-huh. You know what I think it is. I just think it's a just a perfect uh, set of circumstances. Uh, I think I know this is a very broad statement, but there's good teams in every league. Yeah, uh, for sure. Just when I when I just if we if we talk in Premier League. When I say circumstances, Tottenham finally have a manager that can get the best out of the squad, and they've been in a period where they've been making uh, where they've been making a lot of good transfers, which is why they built uh, a Champions League quality squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tottenham weren't, weren't always like this. Um, there's there's some some years where they finished eighth or ninth, some years where they finished tenth, and so when you have when you combine that Tottenham, that's one team. And then you have Liverpool, who are also struggling for a time because of the smart transfers they've made. And obviously, they have a lot of finances because they're a historic club. Mm-hmm. That's two teams now. And then you have Arsenal, Liverpool, Manchester United, who have, or Arsenal, Manchester United, who have always been uh, fighting for league titles. They're also two of the biggest clubs in England. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a storm of circumstances. And, and then, and then you have Chelsea and Manchester City. Who, Kind of you call them money clubs or whatever. Chelsea, <clears throat> a bit more history. Chelsea, I think uh, in the last twenty years has built like a really good uh, history. I think they've been like the most successful team in England for the last twenty years. Ever since Abramovich took over, I think right. we discussed this before. Also, like they had some ridiculous record of winning like at least a trophy every season. Yeah. So it it's just it's just circumstances I don't think can really be replicated. Um, in different countries, perhaps, but um, uh, AC Milan is getting much better. Uh, yeah. Inter Milan has has a good squad. They probably just need a new manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, Napoli, they they were in a very tough group. Tough group. Uh, Champions League, they had PSG and Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Um, even even Bar- even Bundesliga is not bad. Uh, the race for the league title is competitive. Uh, Frankfurt is pretty good. Um, Leverkusen has decent players. Uh, Spain, Atletico Madrid were <clears throat> a, a decent performance away from being in the last state. Real Madrid collapsed. Um, you would still say on paper, Real Madrid are probably better than Ajax, but Ajax played much better than them. So, you know, sometimes, you know, it's just bad luck for me. It, it's, it's all in the cycle. There was a time when people would say, you know, English football is in a bad place because mm-hmm. they're not getting a lot of teams into the quarterfinals and semifinals and what have you. So, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah. the but the, the sad thing is like the teams like teams like Ajax and Frankfurt and all aren't going to remain the same next season. Nikola Jovic no. gets picked up by either Real Madrid or Barcelona this year, this summer. Um, I, most of Ajax's core is going, especially De Jong and uh, I mean De Jong's already gone, and I think uh-huh. Ziyech gets picked up. Uh-huh. Uh Who else? Like, uh, 
Bayern's probably going to have the funds to strengthen themselves. Real Madrid has already began strengthening themselves. They bought Ed of Malaysia last night, I think, for uh-huh. 50 million or something. Um, it's just, it's this has been a unique season, so I don't know if we're going to see this. Yes. I don't, I don't know if we're going to see the same thing <clears throat> next season. You would just, and, and a lot of the teams you mentioned, their star players are going to leave, but hopefully, because they they have this, they have built-in good scouting networks. They have good recruiting teams. They always seem to find a way to replace those uh, players, with quality players. Um, but yeah, like like you said, uh, last eight of the Champions League, you have a Portuguese team and a Dutch team. Mm. I mean, I know it's, it's been a long time since you had a Dutch team uh, this far in the uh, into League. in the Champions League. Um, I saw some. I think I saw a stat. I said it was 2007 with PSV. So that's 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 unique, and you just hope it kind of happens next year. Um, yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to see Ajax and uh, and at least the quarters again next year, but I I doubt it's happening. I mean, they already sold Dion. Um, I don't know how to say his name. I think Delight. Yeah, Delight. Delight. I think I mean he is perpetual. Like he he's definitely going to go. Um, Ziyech is probably leaving. And wasn't Neres supposed to go to China in like January? He turned it down, which is why which is why he's getting called up now. Hmm. Uh, That's good. Brazil. That's good. It's hard to see uh, it happening, but like I hope it does. Of course, I hope it does. You just hope PSV PSV can be the truth. PSV was was they didn't they didn't embarrass themselves in the year. They they played fine. They just uh, they just uh, they just ran some bad luck too. They were in a hard group. Um, so last last question here. It's almost like an essay. Uh, <laughs> this is from Chief Chief Jeeve. Um, he says, if Pep doesn't win the Champions League this year, that will be six failed attempts at it since he left Barcelona. With the freedoms he's had with Bayern Munich and more so with City, would the Barcelona successes be looked at as more of an anomaly and not anomaly in otherwise decent career of winning league titles with teams that have been consistent league challengers without him? Um... Is this a long way of saying Pep is a bald fraud? <laughs> Basically, um, I mean his 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 Champions League with his Champions Leagues with uh, Barcelona are like definitely like down to the presence of Messi, Xavi, and Iniesta in their prime. Dani Alves. Um, I think he should have won one with Bayern. He had Ribéry, Robin in their prime. He had uh, Schweinsteiger. He had uh, Muller, who was like good at that time. Um, he had a, he he had Philip Lahm. He had Neuer, who was superb. Uh, he had I think he had bought uh, Hummels. He had Boateng, Alaba. Who did they, who did they run into in uh, in Champions League? I didn't they lose to Real Madrid in the semis? Was that was that? I think so because I remember. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Actually, it might have been with uh, Hanks. I. 
I think I think obviously it kind of answers the question. Uh, I don't I don't think seriously that Pep is bad in Europe, mm-hmm. or that he's he's. And I wouldn't say like his successes are just because of the, the great players he's managed. Um, the, the thing he the the success he achieved in his first few years at Barcelona are, are, are just truly uh, historic. I think he won. What did he win? A, a sex topo? Sex topo. Yeah, six trophies in a season. That's <laughs> that's that's a consistent level of, of of success that you just can't get from from luck. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's kind of hard to um, it's kind of hard to because because right now with Manchester City, I'll kind of skip over Bayern Munich real quick and get back to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now we're in a very very competitive place though in in Champions League. Um, and last year they were eliminated by by Liverpool, um, so I just think it, I think it's a bit unfair to them to say you know if they can knock out this year, um, it's 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 it it looks bad on Pep so to speak. I'm, I'm like a little mixed on this. Like I think I think at this point. By like after his success with Barcelona, I think we by 2019 we would have all expected him to have one more Champions League. Uh huh. Like if we went back like in time and like just like thought about it, like surely everyone would have thought that Pep would have had at least one more Champions League by 2019, but it uh-huh. hasn't happened. I think, of course, like it's his third season with City, I don't think he can necessarily win it now. But I think he's going to stay till at least 2022. I think that's when his contract runs down. And uh, I think he should definitely win one by then. If he doesn't, then he's a bold fraud. <laughs> you know, so looking at, you know, looking, so he hasn't, he hasn't won Champions League since 2011. Yeah. Uh, if, we, if we go at it from uh, recent to old, last year on, on aggregate, they lost 5 1 to Liverpool, which is not. That's that's there's no really no excuse to lose that that bad. But if, if I remember, if I remember, he did get a he did he did get a sent off. Was that in the second leg? It might have been in the second leg. And I think that was at that home. No. Um, they lost on away goals to Monaco in 2016, 2017. Yeah, but that was, was a historic right <laughs> historic squad. They lost on away goals at Atletico Madrid 2015, 2016. Uh, lost to Barcelona 5-3 on in 2014. But I don't think that was Pep. That was uh, the season before Pep. That's when Messi not magged uh, Miller. Mm, I see. Do you, well, we've, we've kind of predicted that Manchester City won Champions League. Before, I said Barcelona, so that's the answer I'm sticking to. Yeah, me too. I think uh, Barcelona is going to win at this year. But, I mean, after... So, last week I had said that Juve at least comes back 2-0. I didn't think they were going to come back 3-0. That was insane. Like, that Ronaldo hat-trick is historic. Uh-huh. Uh, but having said that, I would love to see a Juventus-Barcelona final. Juventus-Barcelona again? Is that what you said? Yeah. In the finals. That'd be ridiculous. That'd be ridiculous. That's, that's either that, either that, or 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 either either I'd like to see Juventus-Barcelona or or something all English. 
something like uh something like uh I don't know uh well I guess the only all, the only enticing all English one for me would be Liverpool United. I just can't I, I can't see either of those teams winning the Champions League. Wouldn't want any of those teams to win. No, though, I so. Yeah, I'll take I'll take something like yeah I'll take Barcelona, Barcelona Juventus. Yeah, that would be an amazing. Yeah, but I think I agree with you, Barcelona Barcelona. But speaking of Europe, we have we've been speaking of Europe all this time. Did we? Did we even discuss the Rene tie? We haven't. We haven't. I. For me, the result was never in doubt. Yeah, I mean, Ben Affleck can speak his mouth all he wants. He he knew he was coming to the Emirates and getting smacked. No team has won at the Emirates except for City. Really? This whole year? Yeah, I mean, United beat us in the FA Cup. But the United the FA, FA Cup, right. But other than that, I mean, like I said before, we, I said this before when we were talking a little bit before we started recording, but we are a, a, a gigantic club. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we should have won 5 nil. All of us should have had four goals today. You know, and, and, and respectful for... Uh, Hey, how, how do you say, Rene? Rene, Rene, Rene. I read that the pronunciation changes based on if you pronounce the whole thing or the, just to see. But anyways, um, you know, this is the farthest they've been in Europe in club history. Wow. Um, so, so you know, respect for them. They, they, they made some history. They did. They did beat us three one. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I, I will say they did play better than us, even considering we had a we had a red card. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Fair for them, you know. They get some TV money, they get some revenue, and uh, that's that. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll be in Europa League next year, but but for us, we have to go on and uh, just quickly we can talk about the uh, draw. I don't know. We have Chelsea's left, Napoli's there, um, Villarreal's there, Frankfurt's there. Um, who else? I think uh, Slavia Zagreb is there. No, or is it Benfica? Benfica, is, is Benfica Arsenal, Frankfurt, Villarreal, Valencia, Napoli, Chelsea, and Slavia Prague. Slavia Prague, yeah. So, out of all those teams, I know which one I, I want. Which and one? Respectfully to, to to, I would like to see Slavia Prague. <laughs> is Rzeski no. playing for them still? I no, I think he's retired. Oh, right, he retired, like, last year, right, right, right. Um, it's yeah. For, it's good for these clubs. I mean, yeah, I'd like to I'd like to have Slavia Prague. Uh, Slavia Prague. They've been in Champions League one time, 2007, they were in group stage, so... Did, did we beat them, like, 7-1 or something? Was that something we played them? Have we played them? Yeah, I think we beat... I, I, I think we have, like... Call me a bad fan, but I, I wouldn't remember. I think we have like the joint highest uh, scoring fixture in the Champions League. Like we beat some team like seven. Oh yes, something. yeah, seven zero. Seven nil, right? Oh yeah, that was last. That was that was when they were in group stage. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. A Walcott brace, Fabregas base, uh, brace. Nicholas Bender scored. Some historic names there. Some legendary. <laughs> so. I think it's gonna be okay. So here are my predictions for the draws. Um, yeah, good. Chelsea, Napoli. Uh huh. Arsenal, Benfica. Uh huh. Valencia, Villarreal. Uh huh. 
and uh, Frankfurt versus Prague. I think those will be, uh, I think those will be pretty, uh, pretty uh, intriguing matchups, I'd say. But um, I don't know. Uh, I don't see myself watching too many of those matches. <laughs> so I don't, I don't have really, really much else to offer. I, I think we're, I think we're in a good point right now. We have eight matches, and and right now we got. We have Newcastle. Um, no, we have we have Wolves away in Newcastle home. Have to get six points. We have to put ourselves in a strong position because Wolves away is going to be tough, though, man. It's going to be it's going to be very tough, and, and we're in a position right now where you have you have three teams fighting for two spots, and I don't don't want to be left out. Don't want to be left out at all, I, and I'd like to finish above Tottenham too. I think over here. This is my, this is my hope for the season. We finish third, so we don't have to do the qualifiers at the start of next season. Uh huh. And we at least get to the final of the Europa League. Hmm. I, I, and you know, I'd like to get there too because it would be a trophy to win. It'd be the first European trophy. It'd be the first, be the first European trophy. Although I think I, I looked it up. You won the Cup Winners <laughs> Cup in 1992 or something like that. Yeah. Anyways, it'd, it'd be our first memorable European trophy, uh, and and it'd, and it'd be a, a, a serious trophy to win. We want to win something. We haven't won a trophy since 2016, 2017, right? Yeah. Or we but... won the we won the Community Shield, which. Since it's not a trophy, I don't count as a trophy because it's a shield, mm-hmm. not a trophy. So, so that's uh, that's pretty much it. We'd like to uh, thank everyone for listening again. So it's a bit longer than our than our last few episodes. I think our last few episodes are probably around 50, 50, 60 minutes. This one might clock in comfortably well over that. This I'm already looking at this about eighty minutes. So. <laughs> Oh, no, so I know, like, like the, first, the first half hour was just talking. Oh. Oh, this yeah. Was just like a, this was just like an online. That makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, we'd like to thank everyone for listening. Thank everyone for uh, asking questions. Yeah, we got some really nice questions this time. Thank you, guys. Yep. All right. 